If you're looking to tap into your inner world to access your higher self, then join Shauna Kossoff Monday nights at HeartSpace in Irvine for a transformational journey through meditation. It's easy, and very quickly you will enjoy deep relaxation in this weekly class called Max Meditation. As a love donation, that's all that's asked. Reserve your space today by calling 951-440-6938 or check out heartspaceoc.com. This is Scott Ware of the Wherewithal Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm the publisher and editor of Radiance Magazine, Integrative Wellness at its Best, which can be found at radiancemagazine.org, online, social media, the podcast, in print at 600 plus locations, at metaphysical stores, wellness centers, yoga studios, spiritual centers. And today, my guest is Kara with Pets Eye View, who is a pet psychic and animal communicator who is able to identify areas of conflict, territory, insecurities, and traits that lead to solutions in order to make every animal feel important, and obviously to make every um, pet owner feel be good, but also a pet owner, or what's the other phrase? Pet guardian. Pet guardian. Animal guardian. Yes. Welcome. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thank Kat. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pet guardian sounds, actually, that sounds really good. It sounds, it, I feel like I, um, I have something to do instead yeah. of just the pets there to comfort me or hug me or, you know, get, give me comfort. Yes, that's very true. So what are my responsibilities? And then we're going to get into how you're a pet psychic, but we'll go there. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I think it's really important. And one of the things I tell everybody, um, and we can start kind of with a tip for your listeners yeah. right now, is it's really important that animals are not seen as your healer, um, you know, your sponge. And oftentimes unconsciously, if we're having a hard day, a stressful day, or very emotional times in our lives, right. we lean on our pets. Now, Using them as a friend and a sounding board is fine, mm -hmm. but when we're leaning on them so much mm -hmm. that we're transferring our grief to them, which they very much do want to take off of us to make us feel better, we do put them at some risk for illness themselves. So you just jump really far ahead in the subject. So yeah. this is interesting. Now, so you're saying pets are meant to sort of filter and help us with those things, but we don't want to overdo it? No, I don't think that they're meant to okay. at all. So I want to clarify that. Okay. I think that they want to help us because they have come to us to love us and be connected. Ah. Um, other animal communicators will disagree with me, but okay. my, my belief is that that's the wrong relationship for you to have with your pet. It's so, not as empowering for both. Correct. Okay. So they are on their mission. They have their own karma and you have yours okay. if you say for example someone has recently gone through a separation or a divorce and they're crying every day and da, 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 and you know rosie the cat is there to hug and cry on and snuggle yes her natural instinct because she loves you is to try to help you make you feel better mm. but that animal also cannot process energetically um all of the emotions we've just essentially dumped into them so it's really important to energetically sweep them every day from tip of the nose to bottom of the tail three times along their body to so cleanse them in a way and say to them, thank you for being my friend. Uh -huh. uh, and you also don't have to take on all my stuff. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. You know? So it's like a, a petting motion, yeah. but it's not quite petting them. But it's... you're not touching their fur. You're, oh. you're, you're kind of scanning their field, cleansing their energetic field, right? Around oh. their body. And just the intention is enough. And then mm. you kind of clear them of that. And I don't say that because I want anybody who's had an animal to die, that's died of an illness to say, oh, no, I did it to them. No, not necessarily in any way. And there's certainly enough wrong in our food and water that that was their path. But just mm -hmm. knowing going forward that your animal can be your helpmate, but it shouldn't be your sponge. Shouldn't be just a sponge. I got it. Yeah. I, I had a, uh, a dog who died of cancer mm -hmm. and uh, she was, she was wonderful for our family. And um, so, yeah, I won't think those things, of no. course, but, uh, but I get it. Um, okay. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. Moving forward. I, I want to read something very quickly. Uh, you had gotten a review. That's it's, it's so interesting. It says Kara is the real deal. 
I know she talks to animals because my pets told her things that she could not have possibly known on her own, including the fact that one of my dogs was recently on an elevator and that my spouse and I had a big argument the day before. (laughs) So you know a lot more than just what's going on with the pet. You know what the pet's been experiencing. Well, I know what the pet will show me. Mm. Um, so before people get scared about animal communication, I want to say that that in particular is a very rare case of an animal uh, who knew me very well oh. and the owner well oh, I see. and knew that that was okay to kind of tattle in that way. Okay. But for the most part, your dog or your cat is not going to tell on you mm. to that degree. But what they do do is show me pictures, words, and feelings about their environment and what's been happening for them. So, for example, I just spoke with a cat a few weeks ago who was not doing well at all and had been, her owner had spent $2,000 and a year at two different vets trying to figure out why her cat was losing weight Mm. and why she was keeping her up all night. Right. And nothing came up. Even though the vets would say, well, she's certainly losing weight, so there has to be something physical in there. So she called me, and I could see something physical. So we do both animal talking, but but also body scanning. So I'm okay. not a vet, but I can see inside the body. And I said, yeah, I see that there's something digestive going on, and it's irritated, but I think it's related to emotional energy and not feeling secure in her personhood, right? And her animalhood, if you will. Okay. And uh, talked to the animal and it turned out she showed me pictures. Now, this is an example of what you're saying, like the elevator. She showed me pictures of a man that was not on the call because I was on a Google Hangout. Um, a different man with succulents and like plants around him. And I said, is there someone that she's been around who's no longer here because I see a heartbreak with a man who, you know, seemed to be in love with plants. Right. And the owner confirmed that that was an ex-roommate who had moved out six months ago. And so mm. the cat's schedule had shifted. And and that became part of what we unraveled to help that cat, you know, stop keeping them up all night long. And so she's knowing, fine now. <laughs> how did knowing that uh, sh- sh- the cat was so attached to that roommate who had moved out, how did knowing that help? Well, there were many other pieces to that call, or oh, to okay. that, but but that one piece shows you emotional attachment, ang- angst, and yeah, and and the the cat also showed that she had moved homes in the mm. last two years, and she didn't like the new home, oh. and she had no view out to the outside, and that her owner was not home very much, and so she was in essence bored and lonely mm. with a lot of change in her life. Right. So we combine that information with practical changes to the home environment. And I also used energy healing, energy freedom techniques. So EFT on both the guardian and on the cat. Tapping. Tapping. Yes. You tap the cat. Well, with the cat, I did it. I did it with myself. And I also used my own cat as a surrogate. Okay. Because she was on Google Hangouts. I was. So I do it remotely a lot of times. So I tapped on myself. But I also used my cat and I also use another energy healing technique called scalar wave, which is about like kind of cleaning and clearing the energetic field from the chakras in and out. And okay. I can't explain it. I'd have to show you, but right. it's, so we did a lot of that and it, it took maybe three sessions and the cat sleeps mostly through the night, has a lovely life and is much happier and has put on a couple pounds. So Mm. It was about feeling disconnected from her owner. Wow. And that was $2,000 later with doctors, medical yes. doctors and checks. and Yes. And you saw inside the cat's body. Now, and I, I before this interview, we talked, I just want to bring up, anyone can learn these things you're saying, that mm-hmm. these are skills, not um, inherited gifts that, that only a select few are chosen to do. That's right. Okay. Do you teach it? I, I help teach with the person who taught me. She runs a university called Communication with All Life University. Communication and with All Life with University. With All Life University, okay. yes. And I think what's really important for people who are interested in animal communication. So people use the term dog psychic, pet psychic. I was just at a fair the other day where that's what I was called. <laughs> and I just want to make the distinction that like a psychic, the way that I see it, 
and the psychics can correct me, is that they're going to be able to oftentimes predict the future path, assuming nothing else changes, mm -hmm. and go all the way back into the past. Animal communicators are more focused on actually telepathically communicating with words, pictures, and feelings with your animal. How does this happen? We're in deep meditation. And because we do it so much, we're able to like quickly get into that deep spot so we can connect and animals recognize that they were there and listening. So mm. they are always listening to your head, right? Ah, so when you're thinking yeah. of taking your current dog for a walk, 15 minutes before you do so, and he's already at the door, leash in mouth, if he can do that, if he's trained to do that. And you're like, how did you know? It's because <laughs> he's reading your mind, right? right? So we've just forgotten how to read theirs, right? So it's that, but a really good animal communicator, what they can do that a psychic isn't always necessarily trained to is we should be very well versed in both energetic techniques, uh, to help cleanse problematic relationships or health issues, but also practical animal knowledge about nutrition, mm -hmm. um, training, uh, care. And, right. you know, it's, it's a very different and deeper experience if you go to someone who specializes in animals. Well, that's, so that's very holistic. Yeah. Mind, body, spirit. Yes. And interesting, a, a pet psychic can provide holistic care so much better because the spirit part is definitely called in. What, what have you learned by being able to communicate with animals? What have you learned about them that most people don't know? How, what's their relationship with their spirit? Oh, they're much more relaxed, I think, about the spiritual journey okay. than humans are. They recognize that this is a short trajectory mm. oh, <laughs> um, and okay. they're also not as afraid of death as we are okay. to me i mean that's what that's been my sense um do they want to die this is an interesting conversation to have so i will get calls from people who will say i want you to tell me if it's time to put my dog to sleep because he's suffering or or what have you sure and i'm i am I'm, I'm not going to do that for you so you're the you're the owner Mm -hmm. You're the guardian. Yep. This is a relationship you've had in some cases for 13 to 16 years. You are communicating with your animal. You do know when it's time or not time. Just allow yourself to know that you know. Right. What I can tell you is how it feels inside their body, what mm -hmm. they have to say. And what I would say is a lot of times when people think it's time, They'll say, can you just at least talk to my animal and see how he or she is feeling? And I will get an adamant, no, not yet. And in some cases, uh, those cats, those cats or dogs live another full year, right. you know, because, or more, um, things come up to us. So I've heard you talk on your podcast about clairaudience or clairvoyance or, you know, a word may just float up in the middle of the reading mm -hmm. that is not from the animal, but it's really from spirit, right? To mm -hmm. say acupuncture or I see an herb. And then uh, that person goes off and finds a holistic vet. And what do you know? The next thing you know, there's a, an elongation of life where they thought there was no hope, right? Mm -hmm. um, I can't I tell a story. Yes, just, so um, <laughs> there's a lovely little dog. There was a lovely little dog named Kyra um, who was the, the, the little French bulldog of a chiropractor and she got a heart condition. Um, sadly after a, a shot when she was quite elderly and um, they thought that they had to put her down like that day they'd had heart meds, but she was just doing so poorly that mm. they were, they called me and said like, are we just elongating our, her life for us and not for her. Right. Right. Talked to her and I said, Nope. She, she adamantly wants to say she would like ice cream very much. And she wants to go on, on like a ride with just the two of you and no children. And what they said was that they'd had children in the previous years and she didn't like the children as much as she liked it when it was just the, them. On <laughs> and, the car she, ride, yeah. and she was insane for ice cream, which of course I did not know. Uh -huh. And so they spent the next few days doing that. And they also gave her the heart meds. And she, she was fine. But if they had followed, 
if they'd just been like, she's looking so bad, let's take her back and put to sleep, they would have lost a whole year of life. So, so when you say she was fine, she she wasn't she gained fine. Another she, she gained another year, year. but she used the, that medicine. So I don't know if okay. she would have been fine without the medicine. Sure. And that was a particular case where they did not choose to use me to keep working on an energy level. They just had the communication. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, yes exactly. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, well, what um, you said, this is a skill, not a gift and you're teaching it with someone. So mm-hmm. I know you're available for um, obviously for readings, mm-hmm. um, but do you also teach it with at different times? Are there classes? Is there a class starting? Uh, there's not one starting for me right now, but people can go to CYU and check it out. Okay. Yeah. And you're available for readings. And I know we're going to give your number and website information mm-hmm. out at the end, but you can go ahead and give it out now too. How yeah. can people reach you? They can reach me at Kara, K-A-R-A, at PetsEyeView.com, P-E-T-S-E-Y-E, View.com. Just like Bird's Eye View, Pet's yep. Eye View. And um, they can also reach me at 949 282 3506 949-282-3506. You told me something funny one time that people asked when you do remote uh, messages or, yes. or remote readings, they said, well, oh, do I have to bring my pet to the phone or to the computer? Yeah. <laughs> and you said, no, that's not necessary at all. <laughs> yeah, no. That you're going to make a connection. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So a lot of my work is done on the phone. I will go to people's homes. Um, but a lot of the work is done on the phone or on Google Hangout increasingly. You know, I like to see the people right. actually, you know, but if the dog or the cat wanders in and out of the bird, that's fine if they wander in and out because all I really need is a picture. And to be honest between us, I don't really need a picture either. It's just a sure. nice comfort tool for the the human involved, right? That But you're not just doing this out of thin air, right? Like so – it ha- and it helps me. I won't say it doesn't help me to see that dog's sure. energy or that cat's energy. But um, you mentioned birds. Yeah, birds. What's going on there? If someone has a bird, <laughs> we can talk to the bird, right? right. So it's uh, or horses. You know, I'm not a horse person, so I don't do as much horse as other people do. And if I had a really difficult case. Um, I have helped uh, one of uh, my friend's horses like win reserve champion for Morgan horses uh, because we did consistent EFT while she was at the, the competition. Yeah. And she, I also told her one time she called me and I said, you are not, you did not have the massage on that horse. And there is a, there is a, there's a burr stuck under her saddle on the right hand side. She's telling me to get it together. Cause this horse is very, passionate and wants to win Mm -hmm. and she's like you're right you're right the massager person is coming in three hours i'm gonna check the saddle right now pulls off the saddle sure enough the hair is messed up in one certain way and they fix it and now the horse is happy and but but if i i say that to say you do there's different animal communicator for every everyone right right so it's like I can help with a horse for certain, but if you're having a really deep physical issue with a horse, because I'm not in the horse world, I might refer you to one of my friends who has four horses herself, but is also an animal communicator because she's going to understand the language and the, and the body mechanisms and, you know, even how to do dressage better than I ever would. Right. Right. So with this kind of information, the ability to look inside a body Mm -hmm. physically and energetically, mm-hmm. have you ever saved a life? Oh, I think so. I, I mean, I, I, I can't say like it was e- immediate, but yes, right. I think so. Definitely energy healing, just like anybody, you're, you interviewed a lot of energy mm-hmm. healers. Energy healing is there to create kind of a web of capability for success, right? Right. In, in changing what empirically in Western world might say there's, there's no hope here. Right. But, but there is, there often is right. Right. Have I saved a life? I, you know, I can't say, yes, someone called me and said he lived because you did this energetic thing because I might be saying also go to the vet and get this and this, but that animal is so strengthened by not having the burden of whatever they were also worried about or worried about leaving or health inside the body that we're getting a lot of traction. 
So they're thriving because of what you've done. Oh yeah. Generally. yeah. I would really recommend, like I, I will be doing things about, I will be doing it. I don't have a date yet, but I will be doing things about anxiety and about um, really tense and anxious animals here in town um, pretty soon in Orange County. And there are so many energetic techniques I can teach people to do. They don't have to be me to do these techniques and they don't even need to a hundred percent buy in that they work to be able to make a shift in their own animals at home. Um, That's interesting. So you can tell people, look, you don't have to have a hundred percent belief in this. No, you just have to suspend your disbelief. Right. Yeah. So if I tell an animal, <laughs> a, a person who has like an anxious dog, um, that all like can, before you talk to me or until you're committed to talking to me, you don't know if you want to talk to an animal communicator. Can I please have you go home? And for the next couple of weeks, would you just massage that dog's back feet? Maybe with a little coconut oil. And if you're comfortable with it, look into some calming essential oils if he or she mm. can tolerate it. Right. I mean, and buy like one drop in a huge bucket of coconut oil right right in the appropriate amounts and and then can you also massage his hind in and they're looking at you like why am i going to massage my dog's hind in well if i went into the very deep energetic explanation that your dog is only living from his heart forward and his back three chakras are completely blocked but you don't you're not ready to hear that yet right they would be like what are you talking about but doing this very practical massaging of the feet and that hind in helps that dog to remember that they have a whole back half of their body that they're not living in. Wow. I mean, is okay. you know, have you ever had a dog or seen a dog where they're always pulling on the leash and they're always like ready on alert? Of course. Right? That's a simple thing you can do that reminds you and the dog that you don't have to be so anxious. Let's talk about people for a minute. Sure. It's never just about the animal. Right. You're right? training you're training pet guardians. Right. As well. And if if you're having a problem, which I love I love it when people just call me to find out like, I have a new puppy. What's its personality? What should its job be? Those are my favorite calls to do because they're lighthearted and fun and joyous. But people are often calling an animal communicator because they're like, What do I do There's now? There's a problem. Right. Well, you just said what it, somebody who kind of knows how this goes said, yeah. What I want to know what they what their job is. What do you mean by that? It's really important that animals have a job. Um, I have a little ebook. If you go to my website, it'll ask you if you want this book for it's free. For free, it's yeah. an ebook called and, Pets on Purpose. And the website again is petsiview.com. There it is. Okay. So, um, and this book, this little ebook, is called Pets on Purpose, and it creates kind of a narrative for you through some of the stories of some of the animals that I have helped by getting them on purpose. Um, and also tips for how you can determine the right purpose for your particular animal based on their temperament and your household. Um, if, if you do not set the correct purpose for your job, for your dog or your cat in your household, they will choose it for themselves. And sometimes that's not the best job for them to have. It may be out of alignment with the flow of the house. Yes. If you have two dogs in a house and both of them want to be the leader, that's a problem. Right. If you have a cat that decides that they have to hide under the bed all the time, then you know that that's a cat that's being asked to do more than it really can. Those very, the, 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 the ones that make my heart ache are the ones where they're very anxious or sad animals, worried animals to begin with. Yeah. And they're in a home where no one is in charge. Right. So a lot of us get these like, um, what we, you know, we're going to call for this call rescue animals from rescues because we have bleeding hearts and we love everyone. But that also means a lot of times we don't have a lot of boundaries for ourselves Oh, or we don't like rules. So it's hard to create a structure so for an animal. A lot of people with bleeding hearts don't have a lot of boundaries or healthy boundaries in other areas. It may not even be healthy boundaries. They just don't want to impinge upon their animal a, a series of rules, like putting a dog in a crate feels mean. Right. or Even though the rules could be very helpful and beneficial correct. to them and, and embraced by them. Yeah. And there's two reasons for that, mm. usually, in okay. my opinion. 
one, either we didn't grow up with a lot of rules. So our parents were kind of disorganized and maybe one had ADHD or something. And so we had a free and easy kind of environment. Or you had too many rules. Or you had too many rules. So then you grow up and you're like, I don't want to do that to myself or to anybody. Right. And so like, I just met a beautiful Vista yesterday who told me she wants to win, right? She wants to win. And she showed me blue ribbons and she's a fine specimen of an animal from Mm -hmm. a very wealthy family in somewhere in the Newport beach area. But she was all over the place, right? So she needed that structure. And as of yet, they haven't even thought to take her to obedience. And she wants to go into like fly ball or she wants, she wants that structure. Right. But it's hard for us to see that. Hmm. She craves it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I wanted to ask you if you're, what's it like for you if you're on a safari? If I'm on a safari, what? And there's there's lions and giraffes. (laughs) You know, I have not had the benefit of being on a safari myself, but but you can go on safari with an animal communicator. So if people look up um, joanranquet.com, R-A-N-Q-U-E-T, I think there is a trip with lions that are happening in the next year or so. Okay. Um, But when you do talk to um, animals who are, like a wolf or a raven or, you know, um, outside animal. It's a very different communication. They're not going to, they are not domesticated. So more of their information is going to be broader Mm. and high level. And also kind of coming from the first three chakras about safety and place in the world. A few of them have had like very specific messages, but those are the ones who are more used to humans being right inside right but when you talk about lower chakras and upper higher upper chakras are you saying that some animals are going to be more enlightened and they're all their chakras are lit up and and no i don't mean that i'm sorry i mean they're just they're more natural right they Mm -hmm. aren't domesticated so their um their communication with us is going to be i'm doing this i'm watching this i'm doing this and this is where i'm flying today right it's Mm -hmm. not going to be as grounded now you can have conversations with um with monkeys that have been in like a zoo and uh, it's uh it's like talking to someone who lives in singapore with a multi-generational family in 800 square feet and they'll talk about their their um their family members in a much deeper way right right um do animals remember past lives that's interesting that you bring that up. I I have had animals tell me about past lives, but I think it's a very sensitive subject. Now, on your podcast, maybe it's fine to say that with my clients <laughs> because I very much bridge the the woo woo to uh, you know right. ordinary world. Uh, I am very careful not to bring that up very much. I'll ask someone what their spiritual bent is, right, and if they seem like they're very open then i'll be like well your dog wants to come back to you or this is the second time your dog has been with you Mm. or cat but if that's not their cosmos even if i believe in it i'm not going to well if they're listening this far yes (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah they probably okay so that's that's interesting so you can get into that a little bit and um but and and then at one point i think earlier today you said something about some maybe some animals have a higher purpose Yeah, I feel that. I feel like some animals really have come to kind of, they have huge souls, right? Like that. And it feels to me um, that they are angels that have come down and they've chosen this animal body because they can make more shift happen Mm. for an individual or for more, more people based on who they are. And it doesn't mean that the other animals aren't lovely beings and don't have a great spiritual path, but these are very powerful energies and they have oftentimes done interesting, interesting things with their owners or if their owners is a massage therapist, it seems like they're always there as part of the massage, but they also kind of send information to her about where she should be working on the, oh. on the person, right? Okay. Not just like soaking up that energy, like a different animal might do, but like, I'm there to guide it. Let me tell you, they'll say like, I'm, I am helping this process happen, right. not I'm just there to enjoy. Could they used to have been a massage therapist? How about animals being people, people being animals? I believe lives? that does happen, yes. Yeah. 
Yes, I do believe that. You're psychic with them. I imagine some have told you yes. that they have been. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that they're with a person where they were, you know, a husband in a previous life, but now they're right. a dog or a horse or, you know, but the, the connection is still very strong. And I think that's where we feel so, so close to some of them. It, does, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to, and I'm not saying that's blanket always the case, right? but but you know when you have you've had several animals in your life, haven't yes. you? Okay. And mm-hmm. you love them all. Right. But there are one or two where not just personality rise, but there was something about that dog that is just still you just remember them almost every day. Yes. And you're like, okay, why this dog when Charlie was a great dog too? Right. 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 They're just a different energy. They're I call them like humans in animal form. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have a, there's another testimonial here. Kara helped our family resolve a mystery of why one of our cats is having behavioral issues and we implemented the steps she suggested and the situation immediately improved. What was the most surprising is that she could be such an effective communicator with the cats, even though a combination of, uh, even through a combination of FaceTime and pictures rather than in person. Unlike most dogs, cats do not travel well, so it was extremely convenient. We're grateful for for her sharing her gift. So cats, I mean, all dogs go to heaven, but what about the cats? Uh, the cats go to heaven too. Of course they do. <laughs> of course they do. Uh, yeah, that was a great story. That that was a story of two cats. One I think was significantly older than the other one, but they mm-hmm. had lived together for a great deal of time. and um, And one of them was just peeing outside of the litter box and kind of hiding more and more in the bedroom. And I don't remember all the specifics, of course, they read so many, but as I remember, I told that family something like what she had said was that she felt that her person was gone all the time and that they had moved. But on top of it, her personality was not as sparkly as the other cats right and she had been gradually kind of edged out as being um as interesting right Mm. now from the human perspective you know you you know people who are very calm and quiet and they're steady and responsible and then you've got your flamboyant kind of crazy friend right well the flamboyant crazy friend gets a lot of extra attention yes just from that right so it's an important lesson that people know that when you've got that steady eddy animal that you even spend five to seven minutes a day alone with him or her to make them feel fantastic for the exact thing that they are doing, which is being steady Eddie. And Uh. she needed that. And she also needed to be able to have predictable time when the other cat was not roaming the whole house. Mm. Um, They got along. They weren't fighting terribly, but she just needed a little more love and affection for being that. And they implemented that. And as I guess, they didn't call me back, but I guess it worked, right? So they don't have a cat who's peeing out of the box anymore. Right. That's a good thing. Right. Another one said, it's taken me some time to get here to leave this review, but it's urgent that I leave it. The reading I received was so, so, so amazing. I've never experienced a reading for an animal before, but the one I received for all three of my fur babies is probably one of the most special gifts I've ever received from the God, the universe, from God and the universe. It's been over a month and my animals and I are very much closer. Their personalities have even adjusted and I feel that our bond and connection is stronger than ever. This reading came to me at such a great time. My two German shepherds are turning 11 soon and are at their final stages of life. The fact that I was able to bond with them at such a crucial time is a major blessing. Forever grateful for this experience. So what's interesting is it sounds like people don't need to have multiple sessions with you. Mm-hmm. To fix a lot of things, it sounds like it's not 10, 20 sessions. It is, it isn't usually. It, yeah. If there's, especially if there's a very specific behavioral problem or an illness, yes, you'll have more than one session. Sure. But communication itself, just allowing animals to be heard. Mm. And maybe I should go into a little bit about what you find out in a session, right? Please, just yeah, a typical let's do that. session. So, um, so sometimes, to finish that sentence, okay. sometimes, <laughs> the animals just need to be heard. And then once they're heard and the human is heard too, because remember the animals are so happy to have this 
momentary conduit through me of let me say everything that's been on my mind for five years, right? And then the human can take that in. It shifts the behavior of the human and it shifts the behavior of the animal. And then a lot of things just unravel on their own. We don't usually do, I don't usually do a communication session and an energy healing session in the same hour or hour and a half. I usually say, let's do the communication first and let's give it a day Hmm. and see what has changed there too, see what has changed. So what I usually do when I have a session is I talk to the um, owner um, for about five minutes. Mm -hmm. I find out who else is living in that house, people and animals and their ages and for how long. Anybody who has died recently, right? you know, and then I say, okay, and whatever the issue might be. And then I go in and I talk to the animal and I first just ask him, who are you? You know, nice to meet you. Uh, your person wants me to talk to you. Hmm. Who, who are you at your essence? Yeah. And I get pictures, words, and feelings. And those are as simple sometimes as the sunshine or daisies in a field or a little dog with a policeman uniform on, you know. The protector. Something. They'll show me something. And, and the images do change. Um, and they might tell me what they are. And, um, and then I ask them, okay, uh, what do you love to do? What makes you really happy? And they'll show me everything from like making a nest in a pile of laundry <laughs> to sitting in a patch of sun to getting pizza or ice cream or something. But not chocolate ice cream. No. But they'll show you very specific things. Um, so someone yesterday said, I really love, I really love pizza. And I was like, are you feeding your dog pizza? Indeed. Feeding a dog pizza, right? <laughs> so um, they'll show you all of that and what they like to do. And then now they feel like you they know me, right? They feel like I'm more of a friend than just like, what's going on in my head? And then I can get into like, what's what maybe the problem or the issue is of the day. Mm. And that's when I start to get pictures, like I told you, of I'm unhappy, this is a new home, I don't like that I'm missing my friend. Now, does an animal get surprised that they can talk to you? Like you're the first one and are they just... I have I have had one cat curse at me, you know, like just say, you know, like, <laughs> oh, what's going on? Because it was so surprised. Yeah. And also she was a very proud animal. So I was yeah. in a way like, interfering in the system she had set up and in that particular cat control freak yeah she was a little bit of control freak and me talking to her was not going to end up in the best situation for her because her job was about to change Uh. you know (laughs) she she was kind of ruling she liked she liked the dysfunction it worked it worked for her (laughs) (laughs) but it worked better for everyone else including her ultimately if she changed her job so okay yeah Interesting. So you, are you doing um, pet therapy? That, are you a therapist for, for these animals? I guess I am in a way. I mean, like we say animal communicator, but I was thinking today on the way over to do this interview with you, it's really it's really not a broad enough term. Right. So so when I was making the business Pets I View, I was coming up with a name. Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard the term animism, right? That everything is imbued with life, right? Animism means that everything is imbued oh, with like life. like animated animism. Animism, okay. okay. Well, I thought at that time I should probably name the business um, Animistic Healing, um, A-N-I-M-Y-S-T-I-C, instead of Animistic with two eyes, which is the appropriate spelling. But I thought nobody would get it or understand, so I, I left that on the table. Okay. But truly, I do see myself as an animistic because I think everything is sentient and full of life. Sure. And I am using both practical and mystical means to try to shift energy. So you can, and my goal, my whole goal for doing this is to make sure that pets and their people have the strongest bonds possible. And I say that in the right order, pets and their people. Right. The strongest bonds and communication ability to express and, and yes. live their purpose. Correct. To live their purpose and to, and to be in harmony in a household. Right. And the more animals you add to a household, the, the more challenges to harmony yes. there are. Because I remember you saying, uh, I think in an earlier interview we did for, the, for Radiance that um, one dog wanted to be a protector. But what if two dogs want to be the protector? Right. Then, there could be different degrees of protection, maybe, or different facets. That well, they don't get to choose. That's that's 
that's the issue. Oh. They've both chosen that, and one of them needs to have a different job. And the and, alpha. And also, also, let me back okay. up. In reality, when you say protector, that's a very dangerous job. And I think I did write an article for you once upon a time where I said that the two really dangerous jobs to mm. give your animals, and people aren't going to want to hear this because it's why they get a dog a lot of the time, oh. um, is protector okay. and um, and energy energy Sponge. friend spent you know my my healer yeah both of those are very dangerous for them okay uh, and for you does it mean you don't want them to be you know alerting alerting is different ah. a little bit but protector in the wrong dog is gonna make that dog go crazy every time every time someone barks at the door right so it's is better to give them a different job Ultimately, particularly like women tend to get dogs, bigger dogs, because they want a protection around the house, especially if they're alone. But the problem with that is unless the dogs, especially a dog, needs an energy leader, needs to look up to someone. So that woman really needs to be the the energy energy leader of the household and the protector. And then he can be kind of, you know, you are my you are my solid and strong friend who can come to my aid. If needed. So but the, she's going to be in charge of calling him on or calling him off, So right? the person can still have the protection they want, but the energetically they have to dial it in right. Yeah. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't just, I would just never tell a dog, you are my protector. Right. Too much stress for a dog. Mm. They so, want it. Some of them want it, particularly the very bold ones. Right. But it's, it's the wrong, that, that, listen, a German shepherd is going to protect you if needed, but you also have to have to have the right training and tell him you are my trusted friend. A trusted friend would go into a fight with for you if needed. Absolutely. But they're not going to be like breaking down your windows every time someone comes to the door that they don't know. Right. Okay. Do you see the shift difference? Yeah, yeah. I do. It's a shift in, in emphasis. And, and for people who do have that problem where the, their dog is always barking when there's a light, mm-hmm. that's probably because they've put on them that they're the protector and if they change their energy about it, you're my trusted friend. Yes. And you don't, and that's not necessary. Correct. It, it's the reason they have those dogs that are going crazy like that is one of two. Number one, either the dog has that kind of personality and naturally wants to do that, and they put that on him, or number two, the dog is more of what I would call a beta or a zeta dog. Doesn't really have that energy. But it doesn't look like there are any rules in the house or anybody's really in charge or that there might be two people in the house Ah. and the the rules change depending on who's home. Right. And so then they're just like a little crazy, you know, and so you have to get straight and get consistent, consistent. And and I'm always an advocate for great training. Great training is absolutely necessary for a dog. Can we talk about uh, dead animals for a little bit? Of course. All right. So sometimes we get called about. I get called about being a pet medium, if you will, and right. um, talking to animals that cross over. And that's certainly part of the package. Uh, I like to let them rest for about a week after they pass. So okay. not the day of. There's still a little bit of confusion. There's a lot of trans- transition. Sometimes if they've died violently or abruptly, they don't even realize they're out of their body right, right. away. Um, so they got to get acclimated. Yeah. But then they have lovely messages to give their people. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one dog that was just a joy and he'd been through four homes before he came to this home. And I don't know why he was not considered perfect dog anywhere else, but he wasn't. And his mm-hmm. name was Cooper and he was fabulous. A big Bernie's mountain jo- mountain dog. And he died of a very fast growing lymphoma. And after he died, he told his owner, thank you for healing my, he showed me a picture of his heart yeah. put together, broken, but then put back together. And then he showed me himself at like a grasslands with a border (laughs) and then like dogs crossing the border. And I got the sense, I don't remember now if it was words, feelings or pictures that he was now like sort of an ambassador for dogs who had crossed over, but who had never had their hearts healed by someone on this side who had been abused, abandoned, forgotten and died. And now he was going to show them and tell them about his story. He had been through many homes, but he had been loved. And he Mm. attributed that all to his owner, you know? Wow. Okay. His guardian. Mm -mm. So you've done that a lot? Mediumship? Yes. 
It with, happens a lot. It's I would say it's a it's at least a third of my business, probably what I do. Okay. Would you call yourself evidential? Evidential meaning where you provide evidence that that you know people feel they know she you know who you're talking to what you're talking about because you said well, something so specific. It's yeah, it is, and 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 because like the energy same it same goes so so energy is amorphous right and it yeah. stays like so so when they're calling upon that energy spirit that lived with them i'm still going to be able to get what they loved i'm still going to be what their essence was right. who they, what their personality is still start with those same questions yeah so then they go oh yes absolutely and then they will definitely be like remember when you took me through the drive through for a hamburger mm-hmm. and i got i love i got the bacon all the time and they're like yeah i fed him bacon all the time or he was great with his hands with cabinets so it's very clear Sure. Yeah. Um, what about food? You mentioned nutrition earlier. Mm-hmm. How important is that? As far as what kind of dog food and cat food you should? Yeah, invest I. In? You know, there's a lot of controversy in the industry right now, so people need to discuss with their vet and make that decision themselves. For me, I prefer to feed my dogs raw. Um, right. But you know, there are people who say there are problems with that as well. But I, I feel like since I've done that with my animals and. There's a wonderful woman named Amanda who works with um, Sama Dog um, out in San Diego. And she combines Ayurvedic medicine with uh, food and nutrition. Mm. And so if, if your dog is a really hot dog, they're really kind of spicy, right. they shouldn't be having hot foods. They should be having cooling foods, right? So it's very, very clever. Mm. And I do kind of follow some of her teachings myself because I think she's very smart. So I have a very hot dog. So I feed her a lot more cooling food. I tend to stay away from chicken altogether because I find that it's inflammatory. And we have a lot of allergies here in California. And so removing that from the diet can be helpful. Uh, and I don't do grain, although some veterinarians will tell you that that has led to an increase in heart conditions. So I'm not oh. an expert on nutrition. I just sure. know what I do for my dogs. And I can point people to resources for them to read and make their own decisions about that. Okay. What is your free ebook about? It's about people, people choosing the right jobs for their animals so that their pets can be on purpose within their own personality, but also within the household that they live in. Okay. Um, so you should never give like a very shy dog the job of being an ambassador because he just put multiple stress on a personality that can't handle that to begin with. So the ambassador is the one that would come out and greet people. Yeah. The first one to do that. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, but people often do that. Like the most frustration that people have with their animals is when they choose an animal from a rescue or from adoption and they have a very specific idea in their head about what this animal is going to be in their lives. Right. Right. And I have always seen it. So I've always been an animal intuitive. Oh, right? So they're projecting been... like, like in relationships, what we do. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to get this dog and he's going to be my best friend and go with me everywhere. And we're going to go to coffee shops and I'm going to put him in the pocket purse, you know, whatever it is. And then they get a dog who is anxious around people. Right. Well, what a disappointment. Or I got this dog and she's so cute and she's a purebred. And now we're going to go and be in the dog shows. And she doesn't like being in dog shows. Well, that must be why so many are abandoned because they defy the expectations of the pet guardian. Yes. And the pet guardian wanted something very specific instead of, you know, like when you're adopting a child. Yes. You're getting what you're getting and you <laughs> may not know all the things that is. And the child is not you. It's, it's, they are who they are. Yes. And the same with an animal. So that's, um, that's exactly right. Yeah. Is that when I get a new animal and my whole life, so I've always been like, I had a cat that would follow me back and forth to the bus stop when I was a little girl <laughs> and be there waiting for me at 315 oh, to walk me back home. Right. So, cute. but I mean, there are people who don't understand that you, I get an animal and I want to see how they unfold in my house. And if I do know that I've already, I have three dogs and a cat, I went to get that cat. And I was like, I'm looking for a very specific energy for a cat. So I might really like the look of this orange tiger kitty over here. But ooh, that Russian blue, her aura is huge and her she's powerful and strong. Right. And she's going to be able to survive in my house with three dogs. Ah, right? Right. Um, so, and people who name their dogs princess or queenie or 
a killer. Like when people think it's cute when they name a little Yorkie killer and you go, rawr, rawr, right. guess what you just did? Stamped him. You just stamped him. Mm. You gave him license to have that energy forever. Right. And you got to mm. dial it back. I've actually told people to change the names of their dogs before. Did they do it? Yeah. Okay. And it worked? <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. Because it creates a different it, energy. You know, you think about even people with gods and goddesses, like even if gods and goddesses are not real, real right? That that energy of Athena has come down through the ages or Artemis. Like we all have an imprint of what that means. We also right. have an imprint about what queen or king or whatever means. And so then you need to pick something where you can make it malleable. What's the most woo-woo thing you want to, we're coming to the end, that you want to talk about with animals and their spirit and all that? What do you want to? The most woo-woo thing? I think I, I don't really, I, I, I very much bridge <laughs> the gap between woo-woo and, and real. And I just want to say that that's, that's where it comes in, like having a balance of being very metaphysically connected, spiritually connected to your animal, and then also knowing yourself. So as I said before, it's never just about the pet. Right. So if people are having an anxious dog, they need to look and say, is there any area in my life that's unhealed or that has anxiety? If I've got a cat that's ruling the roost between 12 and 4 a.m. in the morning, uh, have I had a history of sort of boundaryless relationships with humans? It's so easy to not do that. It's so easy to say, my dog has a problem. Right. But you're recommending, well, hold on. It could be a mirror into what's going on. In fact, very likely. Yeah, it could be. mirroring. It could be, it could be less of a mirror than you drew that situation to you for Attraction. you to have an option to work it out. Mm. And sometimes just like animal communication, just one session will do it. Also having the person come to the realization of I've never had a great boundary with my mother and my last fiance controlled my whole life. Mm. Just seeing that and going like, uh, you know, I can I can put the the cat in another room for an hour if I need to, and I can my dog can be in a crate, and it's not an abandonment or a punishment. Being able to see where you are adding to the potential issue, right. and then seeing that your animal is an equal spirit to you hmm. instead of subservient. Subservient, yeah, nice. it's really important. Well, you obviously love animals very much. Having these abilities cause you to love them even more. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you feel them more. Oh, yes. And it's wonderful to walk down the streets. Like, I have to stop myself from going up and talking to dogs in, a like, the Irvine spectrum or whatever. Right. Because not everybody's into that, you know? Yes. But we are. And it's so funny because they will come running to you. Like, some of them are so open that they know just by seeing me that I can talk to them. Uh. And their owners are like, what are you doing? Like, come over here, Jack. You know? Right. So it's really fun. I so love you, it. So you've never said, would you like a message from your dog? I have. <laughs> and it's, it's sometimes, you know how uh, Long Island medium will be yeah. like, I'm sorry, I do this. Like yeah. some of them are open to it and some are like, okay, yeah, whatever. I think the animal people have it a little harder than the oh yeah the human psychics, right? Like, oh, sure, you're talking to my dog. But Dr. Doolittle does exist. <laughs> you know, it's true. You're Dr. Doolittle. I am. Yeah. So tell tell everybody again how they can reach you. Yeah, uh, they can reach me at petseyeview.com, P-E-T-S-E-Y-E, view.com. And they can reach me also at 949-282-3506. This has been great. Thank you Thank for joining me. Thank you very me. much. It was all awesome. Right. Thank you all for listening and keep spreading the love.